During this episode of Banner Health's Making the Rounds podcast, we're going to be discussing what is lymphedema and the symptoms, causes, and treatments. Making the Rounds dives into medical topics with those who know them best, healthcare providers. My name is Bridget, and I'll be your host for today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, thank you for tuning in, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back. With me today are Dr. Michael St. Cyr, a microvascular plastic surgeon and lymphatic surgeon specialist at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center, and Kelly Cooper, an occupational therapist and lymphedema specialist at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center and Banner Gateway Medical Center. Thank you both for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Great to have you both with us today, and we're grateful for your time and expertise surrounding this topic of lymphedema. Dr. St. Cyr, share with us a little bit about yourself. So I'm I'm a microsurgeon, plastic surgeon. I I specialize in cancer reconstruction and lymphatic surgery. Um, I did a fellowship at MD Anderson in Houston, and also did an upper extremity fellowship um, at the Kleiner Institute in Louisville. Um, I'm also board certified by the Canadian Board of Plastic Surgery and the American Board of Plastic Surgery, and my practice is mostly focused on breast reconstruction, micro-reconstruction, all forms of cancer reconstruction, including lymphatic surgery. Thank you, Dr. St. Cyr. Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am an occupational therapist. I have been a certified lymphedema therapist for almost five years. Currently, I work in Banner Gateway um, on our inpatient side helping out with lymphedema, Um, but I do coordinate care on the outpatient side with our other lymphedema specialists. Um, Very passionate about this this topic because it's such an underserved population, so I'm very, very happy to be here to spread the education. Well, thank you for being here. We're super excited. Dr. St. Cyr, lymphedema is a common side effect of cancer treatments. Could you explain what lymphedema is and how it's caused? Absolutely. Lymphedema really is is the accumulation of lymphatic fluid, um, which essentially causes all parts of the body to basically swell and increase in volume. And it's it's an accumulation of protein-rich fluid um, that normally drains through the lymphatic system, the lymphatic nodes, lymphatic channels that we have everywhere in our body. And when there's a blockage or an obstruction or scarring of the lymph nodes or those channels, uh, the lymphatic fluid basically accumulates and that can lead to increased volume in the limbs or or anywhere in the body where um, the lymphatic system is affected. The lymphatic tissue also, or the nodes, comprise a, a rich network throughout the body. We can find lymph nodes in the neck, in the arm, the chest, the abdomen, the groin, the legs, uh, pretty much everywhere in the body, and um, they help filter bacteria um, and, uh, and other foreign substances also, such as cancer cells, infection. Uh, they're, they're essentially kind of a filtering system for our entire body against uh, infection and, uh, and also cancer cells. So they play a really big part in, in protecting us, um, and when they're damaged, it can create uh, quite a significant problem, including infection, swelling, and, and really a big impact on patients' quality of life. Can you describe the signs and symptoms of lymphedema and how you diagnose it? So essentially patients will come into clinic and, and they end up having a lot of swelling. They'll start with feeling uh, tightness, swelling, um, some edema, some pain, tenderness, and aching uh, in, in the affected extremity or part of the body. Typically we see a lot of women uh, come in most frequently with upper extremity lymphedema and they'll just complain of dull ache 
increased swelling, um, not being able to basically, you know, uh, put their ring on typically or, or any other um, jewelry or, or clothing. Everything kind of feels a little tighter and um, it can be tender. They can have some limited range of motion and just feel that their, their affected area just feels more swollen, more, you know, tighter and just really uncomfortable. Lymphedema is common in cancer patients due to the diseases and treatments. I recently read in a blog that you wrote, lymphedema affects around one in a thousand Americans, but it is most common in women who have had treatment for breast cancer. And that research suggests that more than one in five women who've had breast cancer will develop lymphedema. With October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, for our remaining time, I'd love to focus on lymphedema in breast cancer patients, how we treat it through lymphedema therapy and surgical interventions. Kelly, you're the occupational therapist who's certified in lymphedema specialty. Can you share with us what a lymphedema specialist is and how you treat lymphedema? Absolutely. So as a lymphedema therapist, we are generally either occupational or physical therapists. There's other disciplines. Um, that can become certified as well. And our specialized training is in complete decongestive therapy. So the ultimate goal for these patients is to reduce their swelling and teach them how to independently manage their symptoms. Um, a large part of what we do as lymphedema specialists is education. So ideally, it involves what we call prehabilitation. And that occurs prior to surgery and really gives us the ability to educate the patient on signs and symptoms, um, their personal risk factors, and initial self-management techniques. Can you share with us the common treatments a breast cancer patient may experience in the management of their lymphedema symptoms? So our overall goal, again, is to reduce the swelling or to keep it from getting worse. And the biggest part is providing those tools for those patients um, to self-manage. So we do this by stimulating and rerouting the accumulation of fluid to unaffected areas to help the body process that excess fluid and dispose of it through normally bodily functions. So treatment may include things like manual lymph drainage um, through post-operative massage of the surrounding tissue. And specifically for breast cancer patients, it may include the armpit, the breast, the arm, neck, and chest area. So what's interesting to note is it's not just always the extremity that's involved, but it can be the trunk, breast, and, and other areas as well. Um, so treatment may include um, compression bandaging. That can actually help reduce the swelling initially. And then we usually follow it up with a compression sleeve, bra, stocking, something like that, that helps provide adequate, adequate containment um, and compression to promote uh, lymphatic movement for the long term. Is exercise encouraged? Absolutely. So when we exercise, we not only get our blood moving, but we also get our lymphatics moving as well. So this can include walking, lifting weights, any form of cardiovascular exercise. We work with the patients immediately following surgery to really help um, reduce their lymphatic dysfunctions. So we'll work with the patients to develop an exercise plan that can address any functional impairments. Um, like Dr. St. Cyr said, they may have range of motion Im impairments even prior to surgery um, from their cancer treatment. So we can help when in those areas and then also help afterward. And I really feel like exercise and this um, education gives the patients a sense of empowerment and well-being. Are there instances where the physical lymphedema therapy is not working as well as you'd hoped? And if so, 
what are the additional procedures that can be done? So unfortunately, we, <laughs> we always try our hardest and sometimes that isn't enough. So thankfully, there's surgeons like Dr. St. Cyr that can help um, give patients another tool in their toolbox, per se, um, when conservative treatment isn't being as effective as we had hoped. Um, so I'll let Dr. St. Cyr explain some of those procedures more in depth. You know, when patients come to our clinic for surgical options, uh, they've usually plateaued in, in non-surgical management and our, our limited therapists here at Ben Am Anderson are some of the most specialized in the country and we're very fortunate to work with just amazing lymphedema specialized therapists. They, they often uh, you know, work a little miracles for our patients. So when patients come to us for surgery, it's because they really um, want, they've either plateaued in their lymphatic therapy or they, they just really want to get an additional benefit. And um, there's been a lot of exciting changes in the field of, of lymphatic surgery in the last five years. It's, it's a field that's really exploded in our subspecialty. Um, so what are, the, what are the options that can be offered? Well, when conservative management doesn't, doesn't offer additional benefit, the evaluation of the patient and the treatment is really going to depend on whether the condition is, is manageable in a fluid stage or a more advanced stage when adipose tissue or solid tissue starts to really accumulate. Uh, when it's in the fluid stage, which is really kind of an earlier stage, um, we can offer a lymphatic venous bypass. So connecting the lymphatic channels to the veins, which are not obstructed, allows the lymphatic fluid to, to drain into the venous system which is not affected by lymphedema. And that's a, an outpatient procedure. We use uh, supermicro instruments and a specialized microscope for that, and we're essentially connecting the existing lymphatic channels to the venous system, um, minimally invasive, and, and that's really for early stage lymphedema where the lymphatic channels are, are, are still available. Uh, the other procedure is taking lymph nodes from one part of the body, which uh, is functional, and transferring lymph nodes using microsurgical techniques to the affected area. So we can take lymph nodes from, example, the omentum or from other parts of the body without impacting those areas and then reconstructing the lymph system in the affected area, like example, the, the upper arm, the axilla, um, after breast cancer and uh, axillary node resection um, in, in the axilla. Uh, and there are other techniques that we do as well. There, there's lipoaspiration, debulking techniques for advanced lymphedema. Uh, and other local local tissue that we can use as well. So um, these techniques, you know, are combined with with the surgeries that I mentioned. But there is not one ideal surgery for everyone. It has to be individualized to everybody's particular presentation, uh, and it can be a combination of those procedures as well. So everybody has a different story and a different presentation. It's really important to take the time to. Um, find out what, what patients' needs are and, and, and how to best treat their lymphedema, and especially work with a lymphedema therapist and to tailor the, the treatment to their stage of lymphedema, early or advanced, to really get the best results. And that comes through an integrated team of lymphedema therapists, uh, plastic surgeons, um, robotic surgeons, um, physical therapists. Uh, it's really comprehensive uh, to really get the best results for our patients. When we look at a patient that has undergone um, cancer treatment, and in, in this conversation, when we look at patients that have undergone breast cancer treatment, when we look at the time frame of 
from when the time the patient had surgery to recovery, patient is now, um, you know, two years post-cancer recovery. Does the patient still have to always be aware of that, you know, the possibility of getting lymphedema? What is that safe zone? Or is there one? Lymphedema can occur as early as six months after surgery, can occur as late as six years after surgery. And I think one of the things that, that is very, very important is pre-surgical education on what lymphedema looks like and feels like so that patients can see treatment as early as possible. And, and that's one thing that we do here. We, we have our lymphedema therapists pre-educate the patients before surgery, especially if they're going to have an axillary node dissection uh, or they're high risk. Uh, for example, someone who's uh, a patient who's gonna have chemotherapy, radiation therapy, who's gonna have lymph nodes removed, those patients are all at high risk of developing lymphedema. So pre-education uh, allows patients the, the empowerment to, to early recognition of any signs and symptoms and then uh, referring them back to their therapist to, uh, to start treatment as early as possible. So I think, I think there's always a heightened level of awareness that needs to happen with all the patients. It can happen, it can happen quite early if the risk factors are high or it can happen in a delayed setting as well. Some patients can have you know, um, an infection which can trigger lymphedema after, after breast surgery. Um, so being careful uh, and, and mindful of the signs and symptoms makes, makes a big difference. Kelly, you had mentioned earlier in your conversation that you are working in an acute setting for lymphedema therapy. Can you tell us a little bit of the difference between the acute lymphedema therapy and the ambulatory? Absolutely. So on the inpatient side, we're kind of bridging the gap. So ideally, the patient follows up in the outpatient setting for that prehabilitation. So they're learning about what to look for for lymphedema, what you know risk factors that they have and then they go through the surgery, they're in the acute care setting, they're recovering, that's when we come in, provide that education again, and kind of reiterate everything that they were taught on the outpatient setting. We can start initiating some manual lymph drainage, you know, things like, things of that nature at that point, and then ultimately really reiterate the importance of following up outpatient for continued treatment to um, help prevent the progression or onset of lymphedema. Dr. St. Cyr, when you talk about the prehab, the pre-therapy and pre-education, how does that referral work? That's a great question. We, uh, we work with our breast surgeons and, and our entire breast uh, multidisciplinary clinic. Everyone is aware that, that patients who are at high, who are, you know, are at high risk for de developing lymphedema um, are benefit from seeing the lymphedema therapist. So we have a pathway where we identify high-risk patients and they're immediately sent to our lymphedema therapist for prehabilitation. Uh, and those are patients mostly that we know are gonna get a, a next dissection, but even, even patients that are getting a sentinel lymph node biopsy and just a mastectomy or or lumpectomy will, will be sent to our lymphedema therapist because you, you don't necessarily develop lymphedema after just an axillary node dissection potentially. Um, you're also at risk if you have just a sentinel lymph node biopsy taking a small portion um, lymph nodes. So um, we have a set protocol for that. What are some of those high risk factors that you were talking about? So the risk factors would include pa a patient who is undergoing new adjuvant chemotherapy or is going to get chemotherapy after surgery. Radiation therapy is certainly one, one risk factor. Um, previous history of uh, axillary node dissection or any axilla related surgery, um, basically high BMI can be a risk factor as well. 
uh, any scarring, any, any, any potential issues after surgery, such as bleeding, a hematoma, or seroma, which creates additional scarring in the axilla. Uh, those are some of the biggest risk factors for patients to develop lymphedema. Uh, I think I think that you know, lymphedema surgery is, is an evolving field, and it's certainly um, an exploding field where societies have been created in the last five, ten years. In our in our plastic surgery, you know, societies, uh, there's been a, a subspecialty built around that. So there, there are a lot of exciting techniques, surgical techniques that have been developed and continue to be developed for lymphedema surgery. And, and that's good news for the patients who are, are sometimes, oftentimes looking for um, additional benefit. And um, uh, I think the individualized treatment options is really important. We, we're developing new ways of harvesting lymph nodes from other parts of the body and in a minimally invasive way using robotic surgery, which is exciting. Um, we're developing better imaging system to identify the lymphatic system and the lymphatic channels to better tailor our surgeries and be more precise with how we identify lymphatic channels for LV bypass, for lymphaticovenous bypass. Um, and I think that um, the collecting data and, and having a robust pro prospective database so that we can um, do you know, specific prospective studies to better serve our patients is going to be important. Collaboration also with multi-institutions MD Anderson in Houston, for example, is really important, and, and that's something that we plan on doing in the future um, to learn from their experience and vice versa. Thank you, Dr. St. Cyr and Kelly, for being with us today and educating us on lymphedema, the symptoms, causes, and treatments. We appreciate your expertise and knowledge surrounding this very important topic. If you want to learn more about lymphedema symptoms and treatment options at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center, please visit us at bannerhealth.com forward slash cancer. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Making the Rounds. <laughs>